Welcome back, Heming Brainiacs, to the podcast. Talking about old Dickie Crawshaw again. Um, Crawshaw had a particular attachment to St. Teresa of Avila, says Swim. It is thought that it might be that under the influence of her writings, he finally converted to the Roman Catholic Church. She wrote four major prose works, a series of shorter works, poems and numerous letters, Principal among these works are Foundations, which describes her adventures in founding convents, Way of Perfection, which explains prayer, and Interior Mansions, which describes the dimensions of spiritual and mystical growth. Her works are considered Christian masterpieces, and she is undoubtedly one of history's greatest authorities on mysticism. Mysticism is the sense of some form of contact with the divine or transcendent, often understood in Christian tradition as involving union with God. Tecrific says, hi Tecrific, long time no see. St. Teresa of Avila had a profound influence on Simone Weil. If anybody's interested in philosophy, Simone Weil, Simone Weil, probably Weil, Weil, was a French philosopher and a mystic and a political activist. I want to be a mystic. I want to be a cool title to be remembered as. He was a mystic. Let's continue. Let's finish off with old Dickie. What's his face? Dickie Crawshaw. Um, a couple more poems here. Verses from the Shepherd's Hymn. We saw thee in thy balmy nest, young dawn of our eternal day. We saw thine eyes break from the east and chase the trembling shades away. We saw thee and we blessed the sight. We saw thee by thine own sweet light. Poor world, said I, what wilt thou do to entertain this starry stranger? Is this the best thou canst bestow, a cold and not too cleanly manger? Contend the powers of heaven and earth to fit a bed for this huge birth. Proud world, said I, cease your contest and let the mighty babe alone. The phoenix builds the phoenix nest, loves architecture, is his own. The babe whose birth embraves his morn made his own bed. Ere he was born, I saw the curled drops, soft and slow, come hovering over the place's head, offering their whitest sheets of snow to furnish the fair infant's bed. Forbear, said I, be not too bold, your fleece is white, but tis not cold. I saw the obsequious seraphim, their rosy fleece of fire bestow, for well. They now can spare their wings, since heaven itself lies here below. Well done, said I. But are you sure your dra- your down so warm will pass for pure? No, no, your king's not yet to seek where to repose his royal head. See, see how soon his new-bloomed cheek, twixt mother's breast, is gone to bed. Sweet choice, said we, no way bust but out, not to lie cold, yet sleep in snow. She sings thy tears asleep and dips her kisses in thy weeping eye. She spreads the red leaves of thy lips that in their buds yet blushing lie. She against those mother diamonds tries the points of her young eagle's eyes. Welcome, though not to those gay flies gilded in the beams of earthly kings, slippery souls in smiling eyes, but to poor shepherds, homespun things, whose wealth's their flocks, whose wits to be well read in their simplicity, yet when young April's husband showers shall bless the fruitful mayor's bed 
will bring the firstborn of her flowers to kiss thy feet and crown thy head. To thee, dread lamb, whose lover must keep the shepherds while they feed their sheep. To thee, meek majesty, soft king of simple graces and sweet loves. Each of us his lamb will bring each of his pair of silver doves. At last, in fire of thy fair eyes, ourselves become our own best sacrifice. This one's called Christ, uh, Christ Crucified. Thy restless feet now cannot go for us and our eternal good, as they were ever want, what though they swim, alas, in their own flood. Thy hands to give thou canst not lift, yet will thy hand still be giving be. It gives but owe itself the gift, it gives though bound, though bound is free. And last one is called An Epitaph Upon Husband and Wife. And it goes like this. Uh, who died and were buried, to get, buried together. To these whom death again did wed, this graves the second marriage bed. For thou, the hand of fate, could force twixt soul and body a divorce. It could not sever man and wife, because they both lived but one life. Peace, good reader, do not weep. Peace, the lovers are asleep. They sweet turtles folded lie in the last knot that love could tie. Let them sleep, let them sleep on, till the stormy night be gone, and the eternal morrow dawn. Then the curtains will be drawn, and they wake into a light whose day shall never die in night. Alrighty, that's our poems. Thanks very much for listening. See you tomorrow.